Section 11 of Favorite Fairy Tales Retold. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Favorite Fairy Tales Retold by Julia Darrow Cowles. The Beauty and the Beast from Villeneuve. Once upon a time, there was a rich merchant who had three daughters. The youngest was called Beauty, because she was so kind and lovable and pretty. But two older daughters were proud and selfish. One day the merchant received a letter which called him away from home. When he left, he asked each of his daughters what he should bring her when he returned. The eldest asked for a necklace of pearls. The second wanted a dress of silk embroidered in gold. But Beauty gave her father a kiss and said, I think I should like best of all a bunch of beautiful roses. The merchant reached the city and there he received bad news. His ships had been lost in a storm, and all his wealth had vanished. He returned homeward, sad and discouraged. I must now move into the little cottage on the farm which I own, he said to himself, for I have lost everything else. Beauty will not mind, he added. She will keep the cottage neat and love me as much as ever. But my two older daughters will be cross and unhappy. Woe is me that I have lost my wealth. As he went on with these sorrowful thoughts for company, he looked up and saw before him a light. He was weary and hungry. So he followed the light and was amazed to come upon a beautiful palace set in the midst of the forest. But no one answered when he knocked and at last he made bow to enter. He went from room to room, but no one appeared. At last he came to a room in which there was a table richly spread for but a single person. Surely this is a fairy palace, he exclaimed, and he sat down to eat. When he had finished, he looked further and found a bed all prepared as though ready for a guest. So he thankfully undressed and had a night's sound sleep. In the morning he searched again for the owner of the palace, but finding no one, he ate the breakfast which was bountifully set out, and then he prepared to leave. As he walked through an arbor upon which hung the most beautiful roses he ever had seen, he suddenly remembered Beauty's request. I cannot take home a necklace of pearls or a gold embroidered gown, he said sadly, but I can take a bunch of roses to beauty. With that he reached up and broke off a full cluster, but at the same instant he heard a terrible roar, and in the path before him there appeared a most hideous beast. I gave you food. And lodging said the beast but i allow no one to touch my roses the penalty for breaking them is death 
the frightened merchant fell upon his knees and pleaded with the beast he told him about beauty and that it was only for her sake that he had broken off the beautiful flowers very well said the beast i will let you go home upon one condition you must promise to return in a week's time if one of your daughters chooses to come in your place then you may go free the poor merchant promised faithfully to return and hastened away he was glad that he could see his daughters once more before he could be slain by the terrible beast but he was sad at heart as he journeyed toward his home upon reaching there he told his daughters how he had lost his wealth and that they must move into the little cottage on the farm then handing the bunch of roses to beauty he told them the story of the beast and of his promise to return the older daughters bemoaned the loss of the, all their father's wealth and blamed beauty for the added trouble her roses had brought upon them all but beauty threw her arms about her father's neck and said i shall go in in your place dear father no no he cried but beauty could not be turned from her purpose and when at the end of the week her father started for the palace of the beast beauty went by his side did you come off your own accord asked the beast in a terrible voice when he saw her yes replied beauty turning pale and trembling for the beast was very ugly to look upon but when beauty went through the palace she found that the most beautiful rooms of all were marked beauty's rooms and she said to her father perhaps the beast will not kill me after all why should these rooms be made ready for me if i am not to live here so her father went back home somewhat comforted that evening when beauty's supper was made ready the beast came to eat with her beauty trembled and could scarcely swallow a mouthful though the food was the finest and best she ever had tasted do you think me very ugly beauty asked the beast yes replied beauty but you may be very kind will you marry me beauty asked the beast oh no said beauty with a shudder i could not do that everything possible was done at the palace to make beauty comfortable and happy but every evening the beast came to eat with her and every evening he asked her the same question beauty will you marry me and every evening beauty answered no but the beast was so kind and good to her that beauty did not think so much now about how ugly he looked and she began to feel sorry for him he looked so sad when she answered no the beast had placed a magic mirror in beauty's room and when she looked in it she had only to wish and she could see whatever she desired one day she said to herself i wish i could see what they are doing at home and how my father is 
Then she looked in her magic mirror, and there she saw her father lying ill in the little farm cottage, while her sister sat by looking cross and sulky, and the room was in dreadful disorder. Oh, dear beast, she exclaimed when he came in to supper that night. My father is ill at home, for he fears that I am dead. He needs me. May I not go to him and comfort him? Will you come back to me, beauty? asked the beast. I cannot live without you. Beauty readily promised that she would come back in a week. Then the beast slipped a ring upon her finger and said, You have only to turn the ring three times on your finger and wish, and you will be at home. Turn it again three times and wish when you are ready to return. But remember, he added, that if you do not return when you promise, I shall die. So Beauty promised again, thanked the beast, and turning her ring, found herself at once in her father's cottage. How thankful her father was to see her alive! It made him quite well at once. Then Beauty, although she was dressed in the beautiful garments which the beast had given her, went about setting the cottage to rights, while her sisters plied her with all sorts of questions about the beast, his palace, and the wonderful gifts that he showered upon her. They were quite ill-natured and envious, but Beauty was light-hearted and merry, and her father wondered how he ever could let her leave him again. In fact, there was so much work to be done to make things comfortable, and her father and sisters pled so hard for her to remain, that Beauty stayed on until she had been gone ten days. Then at night she had a dream, and in her dream she saw the beast lying in his bower of roses, ill and suffering. She wakened, and filled with unhappiness, she turned her ring three times and wished herself back. At once she found herself in the bower, kneeling beside the beast. Oh, dear beast, she exclaimed, have I killed you by my thoughtlessness when you have been so good and kind to me? The beast opened his eyes. I should have died without you, he said. Beauty, will you marry me? Yes, dear beast, said Beauty, for I have learned to love you for your goodness and kindness. Instantly the covering of fur fell from the beast, and he arose and stood before her, no longer a beast but a handsome prince clothed in garments of silver, for beauty's words had broken his enchantment. So they were married and lived happily ever after. End of section 11